Welcome to How We Grow, an essential playbook to grow and scale your vacation rental business with advice and insights from the best in the biz with your host, Linnell Gordon. Welcome to How We Grow, the vacation rental show. Today, I am so excited to have with us Lucas Krause, and he is the CEO of Skyrun Rentals. Skyrun Vacation Rentals is a very large property management company. You guys have over 950 vacation rental properties. But here's the thing, Lucas, that I read that I was just like, oh my gosh. So before Skyrun, you grew your previous property management company into the largest property management company in the U.S. You had 65,000 homes. And wrote a book about this, Business and You, and I'm so excited to tap into the knowledge that you have and the passion you have. Thank you for being on the show. Oh, thank you. No, excited to be here. And, you know, I obviously have a colorful background and happy to share that. But even on a brighter note, we're already almost 1,200 properties at Skyrun since I've been here the last two years, so we're growing. Wow. Wow. I'm going to have to poke somebody and say, hey, you are behind the times on that. Well, congratulations. It is probably on our side. Some of our marketing just keeping up. The group is doing such a great job growing. Sometimes some of the collateral out there has not been updated. So we will own that mistake. (laughs) Well, I am very happy to have someone running a company that's growing that quickly. And I do want you to talk about your passion. We were talking about trending, the trends that are happening now in the industry, how to set us up for success as property managers. Tell me a little bit about your heart here and how that weighs in. It's an interesting time, right? Our industry has been around for a long, long time, but it's kind of become mainstream. And COVID kind of threw kerosene out of that fire and really accelerated things. And so what does that mean? You know, there are more property managers out there. There's a ton of investment in technology, more inventory coming in. And for my former world from the long-term side, people have converted those assets to short-term rentals. So it's created you know, a lot of dynamics that are unique. And so if you're in that property management space here, you have to realize the competitive set's getting more sophisticated. And it's because there's more competitors, but the access to technology, there's been investment in the pricing side. And with that competitiveness there, that's brought pricing down to places, you know, those tools are more accessible to the average user. And so, you know, as you try to keep up on the pricing side, that's a really important piece of investing your time and energy. The other is standing out in marketing. There's more inventory, depending on your market as there's more homes, you got to try to carve out your share of that pot. And so it's amazing how, you know, I think there was a complacency COVID because you couldn't have enough days. There was just bookings nonstop. There wasn't that attention to really pricing well and marketing your property well. And I think now that we've seen maybe a little leveling off from our peak and more inventory, just to be able to stand out in the pricing and the marketing side for your, your homes are really important. And you know, you're seeing individuals get very creative on their homes and try to have distinct elements to stand out. But I really advocate knowing your pricing and really being very proactive on your marketing and making sure your homes show well. And the last at the core of what we do is we provide great guest experiences. And if you do that, I think everything else will fall into place. You get great reviews, you create a virtuous cycle, you get people to come back and work with you directly. So I could probably talk for hours and I know that was not the spirit of the question, but those are just kind of those core things as you look at the changing landscape that there is plenty of room for everyone to thrive here. You just, if you're going to thrive, it's a new normal and you got to have your game raised to that next level. So what do you see the trends being right now? So we're talking about trending and I will tell you, I just want to say, guys, I've stayed with the property management company here. I love the area that they're in. 
And I took a family vacation there. And your customer service there was really phenomenal. They were so kind and so nice. And they did some really extra stuff that I'm not used to having when I stay at a property management company. So I applaud you there. Tell me what kind of trends do you see right now that we need to pay attention to as we try to grow? I think you have a couple of factors. We talked about a little bit of deceleration on demand as things kind of come back to a little bit to normal post-COVID and that revenge travel. I think the other thing that's really important is understanding your regulatory environment. We are in the throes of a lot of changes. And, you know, first off, it's not a spectator sport. It's not only our industry, it's other industries around us and, you know, the real estate industry being impacted. And I think, you know, unfortunately, we've been singled out as a cause for a bigger issue on this housing crisis with pricing. And it's just, it's unfair. It's just not the right solution. But knowing your regulatory environment is very important. I think that's a great place for you to grow and accelerate because you can be a knowledgeable, you know, advisor to your homeowners, to that individual who might be doing it themselves or that property manager who's not on top of it. You need to be able to navigate and thrive in this new reality. So I think knowing that is really important. The other is where are the opportunities? If there are caps there, obviously, you know, generating referral business from real estate agents and with new home sales might not be as lucrative of an avenue. So what are you doing to make your offering compelling to those individuals who are doing it yourself? Or how are you going to stand out from your competitors? That's an important piece in knowing who you are as a business. So you can grow it. I mean, we have no control of the regulatory environment. We hopefully can influence it to a place where I think it's beneficial for all because regulations are not a bad thing. It's just, I think they've gone too far and we've been scapegoated as an industry about the affordability crunch. That's really a supply demand issue. And I really like to refocus that to what can we do to help improve the experience? Because these are often in resort towns or urban areas. And people want to address some of the nuisance and some of the things not being handled correctly from a management side. But the incidents are really low. And I feel like, unfortunately, those have been overplayed that really aren't the cause. And so affordability is the crux of the issue. And, and I really do believe we need to address the new construction side and help educate that on driving and creating affordable housing. This inventory is not the problem. Wow. So with your growth, are you dealing with a lot of regulation in the areas that your properties are? No question. We are in what almost 40 markets, and I think all but maybe two are experiencing some sort of regulations. And we're so in the infancy of this. It's early in the life cycle. Some are extremely, you know, there was just recently in Dallas, and it's we don't have clarity on it, but basically no single family homes can be an STR right now. And so we're still waiting to get clarity, but you can imagine that is going to fundamentally change the market. For others where there's just cap. Yeah. Yeah. And in other markets, there's just maybe caps. Others where there's nuisance complaints and, you know, if you get multiple violations, others, they're just really trying to, you know, make sure they're collecting their tax base. And again, I think we're paying more than our fair share on that. As you look in general, we are being taxed <laughs> and our homeowners are being taxed almost like commercial properties and not have the rights to treat it like a commercial property. So it is interesting and we're very active and we encourage, you know, the industry to get active and to pull in your homeowner base, or in the realtor associations, their strength in numbers, because I think there's a lot of misconceptions out there about our industry and our impact. And it's unfortunate because I believe we've been scapegoated. No, we definitely have. There's not been a question. And it's been that way, though, since we came in and the airline industry 
it is like the redheaded stepchild. So, and I'm sorry if that's a bad allegory. I love redheads, just saying my husband is. So, <laughs> so that's not a good threat. That's something about her age. I know the orphan Annie reference. Exactly. But with the regulation aside, okay, so we get involved. And I know a lot of people have said to me, you know, that's really important. We have a full time position at Inhabit for, you know, looking at the government regulation. So it's a huge deal for all property managers. Let's move over to the trending on the technology side. What kind of trending do you see, especially at your size? What are you seeing trending-wise that you either use or you're behind the times today? Oh, it's a great question. I mean, as you can, our industry has gained so much popularity, you can see the investment. You go to a Verma event, you can see how many different technology solutions. So physically, you can see, you know, the investment in it. And What's interesting is there's a lot of great solutions out there, you know, kind of back-end property management systems. But what you're seeing, I'd say, increasing is the number of kind of niche solutions, whether it just be for guest verification, noise uh, in the home, smart technology, tying that together, maintenance. I think what we're seeing trend-wise is now that there's this ecosystem kind of created around the PMSs for deeper and very specialty solutions. And so I think that's helping, you know, challenge the PMSs to sharpen their game or potentially acquire and roll those solutions in to enhance their product. So I think we're going through a nice evolutionary window here. And I saw it in the long-term space where that kind of investment really raised the level of platforms and the sophistication. But to the other trends you're seeing, there's a lot as everyone's been talking about AI. It's been on the radar for a while, but just the velocity over the last six months and the applications. Back in the long-term management days, we were able to use AI to read invoices and do some things at scale. I see here opportunity. This has gone to a whole nother level with guest responses and be able to automate some of those and be able to take the data of your historical responses to properties and have actually, you know, machines be generating those responses in that first line of defense. I think there's a huge opportunity on the automation side there. And a lot of people are chasing that to see how that will work. Obviously, we pride ourselves on that high touch and there's going to be a bouncing act like anything with automation that you don't want to remove that human element and that important guest stay. So I think that's an important piece. Other elements, you know, that I see trend is, is really looking through more of the workflow management and automating activities, but also giving better visibility on all of the tasks and alerts. And then there's the last I'd say is probably more empowering your guests. You're seeing a lot of investment in guest experience with different platforms so that they can book amenities a little easier. They can change their experience and give you empowering at their fingertips. And so I think we're in the early stages of that, but there's a lot there. And then as you know, especially where you're at right now, Europe so far ahead of us on the last that guest verification of some of the, I'd say, security scrutiny of guests and starting to see that pop up here domestically. And I think that's going to increase, especially in the regulatory environment. I imagine that's going to show Arizona is requiring, you know, being able to pull from the sex offender registry and some of those elements. And I believe that will shift. So again, that was a, probably a long-winded answer, but those are a lot of the trends seen going up. No, that opens up opportunity too. Those type of trending things do open up opportunity. The guest verification, like you said, Europe is way ahead of us. When we checked into an Airbnb here, and everywhere you check in, they take your passport, of course. They take your identification. This is so funny. So we are in Italy, and my husband wanted to do, he is such a funny character, and he does a podcast as well, but his is on ancient Hebrew manuscripts. 
And he wanted to do a play on The Godfather with a little squirt gun, take the cannoli and, you know, leave the gun kind of thing. And I said, absolutely not. We're not doing that. He said, oh, it's just a squirt gun. I said, no. I said, I can just see them. I said, they took our ID. They're going to come into our apartment. They're going to arrest us in the middle of the night. You're never going to be invited back to the Vatican. I said, we're never going to be allowed back in Italy. No. You know, I think it easily could go that way. I mean, honestly, you know, somebody sees you, they follow you to where you're staying. They look to see who's staying in that apartment. I mean, seriously, it's it's a really good thing on a lot of levels too. And the sex offender thing is really exciting to see as well. So it's come a long way from, you know, we're not going to have anybody that is underage staying in our vacation rentals. Well, I'm looking forward to the crossover episode with ancient Hebrew manuscripts and property management tying together. You guys will have to figure that one out. That's uh, how that ties together. Yeah, no kidding. Everywhere I go, I have friends around the world that do property management. So we have dinner with them and they're always impressed. They just want to sit and talk with him all night, which is fine. He's a pretty fascinating guy. It actually goes together really well. I told him the places that we go as property managers <laughs> we go to Vegas. You know, we may go to an international convention once a year, but we go all over the world with his stuff. It's really cool. Built by property managers for property managers. Streamline is a powerful software that gives managers enterprise level capabilities to drive more revenue and improve operational efficiency. Migrating to Streamline allows property managers to gain functionality while reducing the need for multiple vendors improving flow by logging into a single system and reducing redundant technology costs. With Streamline, property managers achieve revenue lifts by leveraging our fully-fledged communication center, reservations quoting system, revenue management tools, homeowner acquisition CRM, and powerful direct OTA connections. Streamline also has industry-leading trust accounting and report capabilities to give you clarity in an overall company performance. Learn more about Streamline Vacation Rental Software at StreamlineVRS.com. So let's talk a little bit more about trending and some of the things that you guys are doing that you're using to help you build your business. Going from 950 to 1200, that's huge. That's a whole nother large property management company that you just built on top of this one. Did you do that by acquiring other locations or did you do that through Teams? Majority organic growth, the way we're looking at this. I will tell you, and this is my opinion on the acquisitions, I think the market got a little frothy. And so there wasn't a lot of value because you had groups who weren't looking at acquisitions in the same way. I'll say with like the same perspective. I mean, we're looking at any acquisition that it needs to pencil out. We can justify the return and use maybe traditional lending. And so the multiples got inflated where it probably didn't make a lot of sense. Have we been opportunistic trying to search? Yes. But I will say 98% of the growth has come through organic. And we're a little different model. We are a franchise concept. We help individuals launch their own business. And so, you know, our whole role is actually a training support company, empowering individuals to start their own property management business in the short-term space. And I will tell you, really, it's been kind of two efforts. You know, first, it's really enhancing our marketing as a big opportunity there, just as our brand, you know, with our branding, knowing who our customers in our segment and not all customers are great fits. And so it's funny, you would think that would hurt you from a growth perspective of being a little more selective, but it's quite the contrary. If you know who you're targeting, you can get very focused. You can speak directly to them. And your model works well. You're not bogged down with, you know, I'd say homes or clients that are not a good fit. The last is really proactive hunting. You know, our industry has back to getting more competitive. Historically, it was really passive activities. 
on the website, do some postcards and sit back. But getting business developers out there and having them, you know, network with realtors, knocking on doors, meeting with do-it-yourselfers and really sharing the vision of what we're trying to do and how we can help them is important. And so I think that proactive effort has been the biggest game changer for us. And we've invested heavily in training on our teams to really create, you know, hopefully one of the strongest sales forces out in the country, because I do believe that's going to continue that trend, at least for us, organic is going to be the growth vehicle. Acquisitions are going to happen, but just as we did in my previous world, growing it is about 65,000 homes. It was the same thing. It was overwhelming majority was organic. I see the acquisitions for us as just additives, but it's not the core strategy. Wow. So you've said, and I'm going to quote you on something that someone gave me this morning. You said that it can be challenging to balance as you grow, because when you're growing at a certain scale, it's a lot to keep up with. Well, I think you're right that no matter what scale you're growing at, it's almost always hard to keep up if you're growing at the kind of pace that you have. How do you ensure that you stay cohesive and you get that consistent quality that you're talking about while you're growing? How do you do that? How do you keep that balance? It's a great question. You think about it. First off, you have to prepare mentally for what you're about to go through. Mental, emotional growth can be a great thing. It's the most expensive thing you can do. And if you're doing it right, because you need to continue to invest and get in front of it with your team. But you know, going back to what the core, what makes you good. You know, one of the things we take a lot of pride in is our guest experience. You know, our system average with over six hundred thousand individual guests is four point eight stars out of five on guest reviews. But that's kind of the core identity of who we are, and so it helps if you find the right people who fit the culture. Because that's the other thing too, as you're growing it's really easy to maybe get lax on some of the cultural elements. And if you're really a service-based brand, you need people who are passionate about that service side. And, you know, culture could evolve, but you have kind of those core tenets that make you great. And then back to, we said, who are your homeowners, what's your identity and staying true to that is such an important piece as you try to scale because it's different for everyone. Some people are being super high end and that is great. But if they try to, to, you know, because they want to grow to add a lower end home, right? A little more value condo. Guess what? That probably doesn't fit their model. And they're probably not going to provide the right experience because they're staffed for this higher end. And the last thing is, you know, I think often is knowing what your value is. People will often, as industry get more competitive, try to pull the price lever down and compromise and condition because like, well, I have to compete. Well, if you're providing a high-end product, you shouldn't be the low-cost provider. Truly, if you're going to provide a high-end experience or service, you can't be the low-cost provider. It's like burning the candle at both ends. You're eventually just going to dissipate. And a lot, I imagine, of the audience never, and it takes pride in providing great experiences. Guess what? This is a hard business. And you need to staff it well. And if you compromise on your fees and your rates, you're going to make it very difficult for you to ultimately succeed and provide that great experience. You're going to have to compromise somewhere. And I think that's a challenge because the last part of this, as you grow, your flaws start to show. And so it's like, you have to be adaptable because those things you could get away with at 20 properties become a real big problem at 50. You get to 75, 100, they become gaping wounds, (laughs) right? And painful. And so that not only requires the commitment investment, but redefining yourself from just your operations, analyzing where the bottlenecks are and committing to address them. And that's why you see people grow to certain points. It's an investment in dollars, but it's also invest in talent and investment in your processes and your systems because you have to get more and more efficient at each step in that cycle. 
You have to adapt. I have seen property management companies, it's really surprising to me, back-end operations. When you hit about, and you said 50, I think when you hit 70, there's something special. It depends now on the market, if you're a nightly or if you're a weekly market. When they hit about 70 in a weekly market, you've got to stop doing things manually. There has to be automation or else you really hit like that plateau. I agree. There's other complicating factors, right? The size of your territory, that the average length of stay that can plus or minus that. But you're right. Once you start getting that scale, if you don't have processes buttoned up and remove some of those unnecessary human interventions that have to occur, it will get very painful. And saw the same parallel in the long-term management. For that, it was usually about 300 homes is the equivalent of, I'd say, 70 where you could see that breaking point for most. And guys, don't be cheap when you get there. When you get there, create a solution. In the long run, it will allow you to grow. And that growth will more than pay for your technology solution. If you have one that automates, like you were talking about, because you're back in the operations part of it. I want you to tell me your favorite vacation rental story, either a owner or a guest. I love these stories. It's hard because to me, it's going to be a selfish one. It's just, I think of my experience of vacation rental. So it was one of those where we went to actually Page, Utah. I don't know if you've been to Lake Powell and it was during COVID and had not seen my parents just because of age and to get them out there. And we were on the water and we were the only boat on the water in Lake Powell. And it was like glass near beautiful. And it was just a magical experience getting to share with my family and get to see my parents just wide eyed of the scenery there. And so it's a great reminder of why we do this. We want to create some of those special experiences, but that was something that just sticks with me because, yeah, it was a little cold on the water, 32 degrees, every time we bundled up and we have this you know, large pontoon driving around. But I mean, just majestic scenery and the water was like glass and it was reflecting the mountain landscape around. So I know you probably would have hoped for something a little more colorful experience on the property management side, but that actually guides me in kind of making sure our team continues to really invest in making great experiences. No, I can totally relate to that. I travel a lot and I stopped there and I had my sister and we had kids with us and we stopped there. There's a lookout point over Lake Powell. And we stopped there and I took one of the most beautiful pictures. You're right. No, I, I think that we work so hard in property management. We forget sometimes that it's the memories that make that vacation. It is. I mean, that's really what we're in the business, right? We're in the business of making memories. It really is. And you feel that inside. Yeah. Now, I'm going to tell everybody what your company did that shocked me and made it. Oh, I have to tell you, we were miserable with the air conditioning because the air conditioning, for some reason, didn't work or it wasn't working enough, whatever. But I won't forget, when we checked in, we got a phone call immediately. I told them what was happening. They called me back. They said, we're going to send a fan. And there were already fans there. They came. They brought a fan. Didn't know. And we actually checked out early. But you called me afterwards. And you were so nice. What can I do? And I was like, this is the best customer service. I would come back and rent with this company, even though the rental that I chose, that was it. I chose a rental that didn't have air conditioning. I didn't know to look for it. We were in Estes Park. That was it. But I remembered how much I loved the people. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, it's one of those learning through that process. If we have guests come to mountains, people come to expect air conditioning. It's kind of commonplace, but you get into some of these higher elevation, a lot of homes aren't, you know, have that. And so Depending on the market, the team does a great job of trying to front load those expectations and manage what that is going to look like. Because you've seen enough after you go through it. Most people are like, oh, you know, if you live in Estes Park, you take it for granted. Like, no, we don't have air conditioning. It typically only gets for a week or two too warm and nights are very cool. So 
again, back to the guest experience and front loading it, there's obviously an opportunity that we've really invested some time at making sure our teams know to do that. So the nights are very cool, but you can't leave your windows or your doors open, the screen doors, because there are bears. So look the heck, like it's a catch-22. It is. The wildlife is great out there. There was a lot of it. Yeah, but it was a lot of fun. It really was. Now, you've been doing this for a long time with very large companies. And if you were going to look back on your younger self when you first started into property management, what advice would you give yourself? You know, it's interesting. I don't know if I could ever really prepare myself for what I was going to get into. But to me, it is about continuing to have that passion, kind of anchoring back to what is important, what you're trying to do. And been fortunate, you know, lead a number of great companies and our core tenant is make dreams possible in our business. And I think that really helps guide us because the businesses are tough. We do get a chance to celebrate wins, but they don't happen nearly as often as the issues because people aren't calling anything for that. And so you savor those wins, but also remember why you're doing this, what you're doing this for. Now, I feel really fortunate we're in our organization that we get to help people kind of make this dream of starting their own business possible. And those individuals get to help homeowners who have maybe the dream of having that second home, but they can't afford it. And unless they rent it out for when they're not using it. And so that usually kind of guides us. So my advice, again, is probably a friendly reminder of take those wins, but also I always anchor back to why you're doing it. Because there's long days, there's tough days, you know, you have unhappy people, welcome to the service industry. And I think that just kind of helps you go get through it. It's funny. I had an ops leader who had been in property management 25 plus years when we were in the long-term space. And she had a folder of all of like the rating reviews, compliments she got 25 years. And she was a rock star. You know, there's a few dozen things in there, but she's like, sometimes I have to go through this just a reminder therapy. And it was a great little reminder to me. And I thought of it. I'm like, you're right. We just don't get kind of the nice pat on the back if you do things well is like you should there's such hard working people in this space and great people and it's just sometimes tough because you're like you've done a lot of great things you fix the issues and it's like okay nice job you did your job what i was working around the clock boosting my tail <laughs> so let me ask you this there are a lot of people out there looking to grow their vacation rentals and looking to grow different aspects if they have questions, would you be willing to take phone calls or email of any sort from people who have questions say, gosh, I wish I could talk to Lucas? How would they reach you? Of course. Yeah. I'm easy to find. Yeah. Skyrun.com is the easiest for our company. Uh, any questions around that? And I'll share my email. It's Lucas, L-U-K-A-S at Skyrun.com. And that's S-K-Y, guys. R-U-N. S-K-Y-R-U-N. Thank you. Yeah, I'm easy to find and I try to respond to everyone. Got uh, obviously high volume, but if someone reaches out to me, I'm always happy to connect and try to help where I can. I was really grateful. And I want to tell you guys, you can hear Lucas. He sounds like just a nice guy. He really is. We had a lot of trouble setting up the podcast. He's very kind and very nice. If you're going to reach out, don't be afraid. He's just a down to earth, really nice guy. Lucas, thank you. Thank you for being on the podcast and for being willing to give advice and to really think about the things that people might need to know in order to grow. Thank you. Well, thank you. It was a blast and yeah, hopefully we can do it again soon. This episode of How We Grow was brought to you by Streamline. To find out more about how Streamline can help grow your vacation rental business, visit streamlinevrs.com. Make sure to search for How We Grow in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found and hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. On behalf of the team here at Inhabit, thanks for listening.